0: How's everybody doing? Lane Park, you're doing all right? right. Amen. Can we just stand one more time and let's just give Jesus a big clap of praise. He's worthy of all honor, worthy of all glory. We thank you, Jesus. God, we honor you in this place. We exalt you. Come on, lift up the name of Jesus. He is worthy of all praise. We love you. We honor you. We worship you. Turn to the person next to you and say, I feel better already. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Well, this is, I mean, it's great to be here. Just love to Pastor Dean and Gina. We just so love you guys. I, I, I can't remember how long it was uh, that I, I was here last. Was it over a year ago or something? Um, yeah, so it, it's great to be back and I, uh, I, I do have my uh, uh, driving assistant with me uh, today, uh, Leon, as I said, he's, he's, he's actually, he really is my body, he's, he's a New Zealand soldier, served in Afghanistan, come on, put it up for our soldiers and people are doing there. take a bow, come on, come on, take a bow, like, no bro, no, 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 and hey, you've got Richard Black coming next week. I think I need to come back and get some help uh, uh next week. Guys, what a crazy year, right? Yeah. What a great... We all need Richard Black in our uh, uh, services. In fact, we've got him at a pastor's retreat uh, in a couple of weeks down in Queenstown. I've called him in as the guest speaker. And so, uh, uh, I, I don't know if you've heard him before, but he's like amazing. And I know you will love him. Do get along to that, you know, because... The reality is, I've been talking to pastors around the country and in other uh, uh, nations too. And or the, and just saying, this is just some secret uh, insider knowledge, you know. Even though pastors will say, "Yeah, yeah, I'm handling everything, how all this is going, and how the whole year's work." Because isn't twenty twenty different than how you thought it was going? to? Oh, I didn't see that coming. But but I want to tell you, even pastors have got to get their stuff. Even pastors have got to get their stuff uh, sorted out. And I was like, man, because because. The truth is, if we, if we say we have no issues, how many know that's an issue? Yeah. That's an issue, right? That's like stuff's going on, stuff's going on inside, inside of us. So it's, I, I tell you, it's not only the congregation. No, I, I want to tell you, Dean's brought him here for himself. I'm just telling him that's what it is. He's just used you guys as an excuse to sort his stuff out. And so, uh, uh, again, because we're keeping it real, right? All of us have got stuff that we're walking through. So what a privilege to have him... Uh, coming and he, I, I don't know if you've seen him preach before, but he's, he's incredible. Like, he doesn't use notes. Like, he's one of these guys that's all uh, inside because he's been doing it for years. And I, I know he'll do a deep work on the. Uh, I'm just the entree before the main course, I want to tell you. Uh, coming next week, he is so uh, good. So, a big love from uh, my wife, Anita, who I think she'll be with me on. Uh, Tuesday night she's looking after the services uh, uh, back there in Kapiti and just we've got a guest speaker John O. Turner who I think spoke in here as well so he's speaking uh, at our church uh, today and um, uh, you know as we meet here today uh, over the next few hours I want to take you on a journey No, know just joking just relax this is kind of weird is this like who's gonna who's, who's going to clap the loudest or something? And then we pre- and then I've got to choose at the end which side am I gonna go? Well, I'm probably locked on this side now. Just with a, I know it's just it's one of those things. Hey, well, again, so good to be here, and again, just so good to be a part of the uh, new life. Uh, uh, family, and uh, good to see people I've known for many years, Bruce uh, uh, over there, and, and and this beautiful lady, so I've forgotten your name, but was with us for, for uh, a number of years and, or months um, just in Kapiti, but again, <laughs> I can't remember, I can't remember that, it's good to see. it's four years, oh my goodness, that's terrible, four years, four years. And again, so Bruce was saying, oh, we're watching your online services. I was like, oh, well, you might hear a little bit about what, what we're doing. You might know it already. But again, I was just saying with our online services, we never know who's watching. Right. We never know who's watching. And again, I've had people all over the place. I had two people tell us that were are there watching our online services. But I was telling Bruce, we've even had the mongrel mob watching. Yeah, yeah. I was like, really? Yeah, because we can tell on the stats. And I had mongrel mob gang pad porirua watching and they all got saved. No, But but who knows? They were watching. They were watching. I don't know why, but they were. They were watching it on a Sunday morning, so you never know who's uh, watching. But uh, hey, over the last few weeks, we have been, as a church, uh, walking through the book of Esther. We've been walking through the book of Esther chapter by chapter. We're still going. We've got a few more chapters uh, to do, but... Esther is one of those uh, uh, stories that uh, I love. I I, I don't know about you, but I love hearing stories of uh, people who have persevered through tough times. Stories of people who have faced adversity, fought against the odds and uh, come out on top. And Esther is one of those kind of stories. It's a story of a, a brave young Hebrew girl who... It comes really from obscurity to becoming queen of the powerful Persian King Xerxes. And Esther, if you know the story, her heroic acts saved not only her, but her entire people from certain death at the hands of a very crooked tyrant. And she knew as she was walking through this. Journey. She knew and understood that she had come to the kingdom for such a time as this. That's probably one of the most famous verses in the Bible. We're here for such a time as this. And she knew and she understood this. And so there is so much we can learn from this Bible book that I think can help us and encourage us and inspire us, especially as we hear her story it can inspire us in our story, in the journey that we are walking out, and the and the things that we are endeavouring to do for the kingdom. And so today, all I want to do is, in the short time that we have, is uh, give you a couple of thoughts along those lines that I pray. Some of the things I've been talking about over the last few weeks, but a couple of things that I pray will help you in your journey. So, are you ready? Tap your neighbor and say, this is going to be good. That's what I'm hoping for, amen. (laughs) Lord, help me. Lord, help me. So the name Esther, when we think about it, the name Esther is actually a Persian name. It's a Persian name. Esther's real Jewish name was Hadassah. But the name Esther in Persian means a star, and she certainly was the star of the story, but that's what the name means. In in Persian, it means a star, but in Hebrew, one of the root meanings of the name Esther is to hide, to conceal, to be hidden. It's one of the root meanings of the name Esther in Hebrew. And that's actually... I don't know how much you know or understand or how familiar you are with the story, but that's actually one of the major themes of the book of Esther. As you read the book, I uh, would encourage you to do. Obviously, we don't have time for all of that today. But as you read the book, you will discover the reason is that it's a theme throughout the book is that Esther did not use her Jewish name and she did not use it because her, the man looking after her, Mordecai, he told her when she was called to be brought before, brought into the palace, brought before the king, her, I guess stepdad, if you like, for want of a better word, told her, do not tell, hide the fact that you're a Jew. Hide your Jewish identity. Conceal it. Uh, but the thing I want to point out to you today, that in this Bible book, it's not only her nationality that's hidden. God is hidden. God is hidden. God in the book of Esther is concealed, which is one of the most interesting things about the book of book of Esther, the fact that there, and I, I don't know how many of you know this, maybe you all know, maybe some of you know, but the fact is that there is in the book of Esther no mention, no mention at all of God. God is hidden. God is concealed. In fact, the book of Esther differs from pretty much every other book in the Bible in that it is one of only... Two books in the Bible that doesn't mention God. The other one being the Song of Solomon. And so in Esther, God is not mentioned at all. And so among some Jewish and Christian scholars, this has led to a ton of debate, a ton of talking and meeting and discussing over the years as to whether... It's a book that has any real religious value, even to the extent of should should the book of Esther be in the Bible even? And now, of course, I certainly believe in the sovereignty of God, and God puts whatever books He wants in the Bible. Can I hear an amen on that? So it is there, but the debate goes on. But I don't know about you, but I love the fact that God is not mentioned. And I think the author has done that on purpose. It's not by accident or by mistake. The author has done that on purpose because here's, here's the thing. If you didn't know what I just told you, if you didn't know what I just told you, if you weren't aware of it, if you didn't know, if you're sitting here today and When I say God's not mentioned in the book of Esther and you went, well, I didn't know that. Maybe some will. But others will be sitting here going, I I didn't know this. I didn't know that. Here's the thing. No one could or would ever read the book of Esther and not see God in it. That's the thing I'm telling you right now. If you never knew what I've just told you, no one, you would have never read that book. If you spent any time, you would never read that book and go, God's not in it. Why? Because you can see the hand of God at work right throughout the book, yet he's not mentioned in it at all. God's sovereign hand is at work throughout at all. And I, I, I love the fact that God's not mentioned because sometimes in, in, in my life and in your life, there can be seasons and times where I, where I walk through and I, I go through where it seems like God's not mentioned. And yet, again, in our lives, we're not necessarily talking about Him every day, we're not necessarily speaking things all, all, all the time. It, it, to, to me, I, I can identify. With this, because I I have seasons in my life where 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 I for God, where are you? He's not mentioned. But if you didn't know that, you wouldn't. Of course, scholars have looked in and discovered that, and they tell us, who are far less intelligent, to God's not me, and we oh he isn't. The reality is, as we've read the book, we can see God's hand in it all. And sometimes we can't see God at work in our own life, but we can see God's hand at work in it all. And for me, that's the absolute beauty of this book. See, the beauty of this book is that God is assumed, He's there. You can't miss him, he's, he's at work. And it's like that song, you know, we, we, we've been singing that song in church for the last little while, I'm sure you know it, but it's called A Waymaker. And the song goes like this, it's, it's like, even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I can't feel it, you're working. You never stop, you never stop working, you never stop, you never stop working. He's the way maker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness. (laughs) My God, that is who you are, even even when I don't see it, you're, you're working. And so when you read the book of Esther, God's sovereignty is assumed in every part of the Of the story, at every point of the story, you can see he is at work as he is, I want to remind you today, as he is in the events of our lives, in the events of your life. Even today. Well, you've got to know that today. To that person down the back who's going through a hard time or through a difficult situation, You've got to know that that he is at work. Sometimes concealed, sometimes hidden, but you've got to know that person who's struggling and battling over that area or issue that God is at work even when I can't see it. Even when he appears hidden and concealed. Encourage you to never doubt that He's at work. And when you read the book of Esther, it's so plain to see. For me, it's like the, the watch and the watchmaker. When I see a watch, I, I, I don't, don't go, well, how did that just appear? When I, when I see a watch, I always understand there's a, there's a watchmaker. Somebody is behind, behind that. In, in the book of Esther, he's the, God is the master cause of every effect. If the story was a painting he is the artist his signature is found all through the story and when you read the story God's the God's the author he's the author A.W. Pink said this God is working out his eternal purpose, not only in spite of human and satanic opposition, but by means of them. Every apparent coincidence of which there are many in the book of Esther, God's sovereign hand is at work for all with an eye to see. Just as He is at work and the circumstances of your and my life today. Yet when we look around at the craziness of our world today, situations and circumstances that appear wildly out of control, we can be tempted to say in the midst of it, where are you God God where where are you where 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 is God and all I want to say today is remember God is at work sometimes hidden sometimes concealed but always working we sung it it was the first song I didn't send the first song in advance. That's what the first song, that's what you, 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 you sung about. The fact that God is always working for the good of those who love Him, who have been called according to His purpose. We know it in Romans 8.28. And we know, and here's the thing sometimes we don't know, Sometimes we're going through stuff and we're going through difficulties and we don't know. And if that's you today, I want to remind you what the Word of God says. We know, we've got to know this, not just here, but here. We have to know whatever it is, my friend, that you are going through, that you are walking through, the ups and downs of life, here you have to know that in all things, God works for the good. It doesn't say all things are good. Some stuff we go through is difficult. Some stuff we go through is painful. Some stuff we go through is hard. Some, it challenges us. It, it changes us. Some things are very difficult. The Bible doesn't say that all things are good. Listen, listen, my friend. You, you know it. The Bible says we're destined for trouble. Surely as sparks fly upward. We can't escape it, but we have a God who walks with us through it. Can I hear an Amen. And so we've got to know here today, you've got to know not here, but here, that all things, in all things, God works for the good of those who love Him, who have been called according to His purpose. Any called people in here today? About three of you. I said, here, come on, any called people. You did not choose Him. He chose You. So, you might be going through something right now and it doesn't make sense. But know this today God is at work. Sometimes hidden, sometimes concealed, but always working. And so, if point one is God is hidden in the book of Esther, point two is not only is he hidden. God's silent. He's silent. He's silent in the book of Esther. And what do, we, what do we do when God is silent? You know, sometimes we read these Bible stories like Esther and they appear to go from one exciting event to another. I was just, again, just refreshing my Memory this morning, even if you look at it, the subtitle starts off with chapter 1, Queen Vashti disposed, or deposed, but rather she was disposed. Goes into chapter 2, Esther made queen. Then Mordecai uncovers a conspiracy. Chapter 3, Haman's plot to destroy the Jews. It seems to go, when you you read the scripture, it seems to go from one exciting event to another. Fast-moving from one situation to the other. Uh, But I've realized over the years, things are not always as they appear. For instance, do you know that between chapters 1 and 2 of Esther, there is a four-year gap? Between chapter 1 and chapter 2, of Esther, there is a four-year gap. Between chapter 2 and chapter, uh, chapter 3, there is a five-year gap. But just between chapter 1 and 2, there is a four-year gap. And it, again, when you read it, when you read the story, it appears to go from one exciting event to another. And so we don't always see it without closer inspection, but... It is easy, easy to see when you follow the tales timeline. Is this all right this morning? In chapter 1, verse 1, it says, This is what happened during the time of Xerxes, the Xerxes who ruled over the 127 provinces, stretching from India to Cush. Where is Cush? Cush is actually, we know where India is. Cush is modern day Ethiopia. And so this was a hugely powerful powerful empire from India to Kush. At that time, King Xerxes reigned from his royal throne in the citadel of Susa. And in the third year, everybody say the third year. The third year of his reign, he gave a banquet for all his nobles and uh, officials. And if you remember the story, it was a massive banquet. It went on for 180 days, a six-month uh, party. How, how many? There was no party like a Persian party. I'm just telling you. It went on, it, it went on for hundred hundred and 80 days. It was a big, big feast. In fact, the book of Esther is a book of banquets. There are 10 chapters. There are 10 banquets. I think four in the first two chapters. So it is a party book. There is a lot of eating and feasting going on in the book of Esther. But then we come to Esther chapter 2, and it tells us in verse 16, she, Esther, was taken to the King Xerxes in the royal palace. She'd had six months of beauty treatment. I want to tell you, ladies, there is no voucher available like that <laughs> today. Six months of beauty treatments, and finally she was taken to the king. Here's what it says. She was taken to the King Xerxes in the royal palace in the tenth month, the month of Tibet, in the seventh year. What year? The seventh year. Chapter 1 was in the third year. It's now the seventh year. There's a four-year gap. And like I said, sometimes you can read these Bible stories and they appear to go from one exciting event to the other. But the thing is, we don't always see the spaces and the places in between. We, We miss the quiet places or the in-between times when, when maybe nothing much is happening, where, where life can seem a bit boring. Because, and, and because we read the Bible like that from one, we, we, we tend to think in our lives that's how our life should be, and we miss the spaces and places where, where, where sometimes there ain't much happening. You ever had a day, a week, a month, a year like that, where, where, where it's like, God, oh, what are you doing. And and because we don't realize that we don't see these spaces, we don't see these quiet places or these in-between times. And the reason I'm telling you this is because if we are not careful, if we're not careful, we can build an unrealistic picture or expectation of of that's how our Christian life should be a never ending kaleidoscope of events, one after the other. And, and we begin to Instagram our Christian lives, looking for that next moment, that next photo, that next thing. And like, God, where are you? And if God doesn't show, or something doesn't happen, or something is not happening fast enough, we're, we're, we're like, Where are you, God? You do when God is silent. How do you live in the quiet places? How do you do life in, the, in those spaces, in those between moments? And so we Instagram our Christian life seeking, not you, other churches. You guys have got it. I'm just telling you. We're doing this so we can help everybody else. Amen, come on. Because we don't have any issues, Richard. Richard's practically wasting his time. <laughs> but we can Instagram our Christian lives, and, and then when we find ourselves in a gap or in a quiet place, when God is seemingly silent, we're like, God, what's wrong? And see, my concern, especially for the younger generation today, is that in in this Instagram world that we, we live in, this Instagram world has created an instant generation, a generation that today is unable to tarry, unable to wait, unable to be patient, unable to to rest and in fact we become uncomfortable in the in between spaces and we, we become uncomfortable in those those places where God is silent and where it's like what, what is happening and, and we're like God Oh, what's going on? What's, what's happening? And, and can I say this? I, I, I'm saying all of this because doesn't 2020 feel like that? Doesn't 2020 feel like a, a gap year? It's like, come on, I don't know what Dean said at the beginning of the year, but if he's like most pastors, he would have got up and said, this is going to be your best year ever. <laughs> Hallelujah. I'm glad I didn't say that. The reality is, I don't know what our year is going to be like, and we don't know. We don't even know what tomorrow will bring. Come on. But how do we live our lives in the quiet places, in the in the spaces, in the in between? spaces because 2020, the whole year, is kind of feeling like this in between. So I had this plan, God, I thought you were going to do this. I had it all planned out. And, and now, I, I, God, where are you? And You're not the only ones feeling that. Many people are feeling and working through that. Where are you in the gap? What's going, going on? And because we've we, we live in a world where things instantly happen, and and now we don't know what's going on. Our, our lives are disorientated, and somehow we don't know which which way to go because we've lost the ability to wait and to tarry and to be patient and to. And so in the, the, these times when God is silent, we don't know what to do. When I was growing up back in the old days, I, I'm 56. I look incredible. I know. Come on, surgery costs a fortune. But when I was growing up, and you took photos of your summer holiday, how, how many remember this? You took your photos. You had your your, your your camera, and you took photos of your 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 holiday uh, with your camera. You you would you, you couldn't just see them instantly, right? You had to come back from holiday. And then you had to take the film out and hope that you hadn't mucked up putting the film into your camera. Anybody remember this? Come on. I see that hand. I see that hand. Amen. And, and we, we used to, we used to uh, take that piece of film out, and then you'd have to take it to the chemist. And then the chemist would send it away to Kodak. Some of the young people, they're breaking out in a sweat right now. They're just like, that would be so stressful. But they would send the film away to the Kodak place, and you'd have to wait for a week to see your holiday snaps. Remember that? And you'd have to be, and here's the thing, when you'd get them, but everyone was so excited. Everyone was so excited because, hey, we're getting our, our, our holiday photos to, uh, today. you go to the chemist. Oh, they're not there. Come tomorrow. And you go, finally, you get them, and then you open it. You remember this? You had to pay for all of them. And then you open it and half of them are duds. Anybody remember? Come on. It's just like half of them, your fingers across the crossed. Yeah, but you had to pay for them. Oh, but we had to wait. And what a revolution it was. What a revolution it was when, when we got one-hour photos. Where we only had to wait for one hour. We give them, we watch them go through the machine in the, behind the glass. And it was eventually coming out. One hour we'd get our photos. We, 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 we don't. Have that everything is instant now. Everything is on demand. Everything is I mean, you don't even have to wait for that. Tell her you can watch it on everything. Is instant. We've lost this ability to to wait in the quiet spaces and in the in the in-between times. We we don't know what to do when God is silent. Even, even letters. My wife is from India. Praise God. Hallelujah. She was born in India. When we were courting, we'd have to write letters. Anybody remember letters? I mean, it's just, and we'd write letters to, you know, love letters. We've actually still got them. I found my daughter one day. She, we have them in a suitcase. And she, she had opened them, and all our love letters were there, and she was just uh, crying. She was like, you guys are so cute. And, and, but we would write. But here's the thing, it would take 28 days. Even to make a telephone call, you had to book it. had to book it and wait for them to call it was just those were the days i remember writing to my my beloved expressing my heartfelt love for her and i sent the letter off and knowing it's going to take 28 days and then she'll write back and after a while i got a i got a letter from her and just, hey, how are you doing? Hey, look, I've just been to this conference in Mumbai. And she said, I have fallen in love with another man. Yeah, right? That's what she said. And so she, she, she said that. I, I got so furious. I, 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 I screwed the letter up and threw it. I know it's not very Christian. But that's why I, I screwed it up. I threw it on the fly. I was furious. I've expressed my love. I've expressed, you know, lots of things. And, 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 and only to, to, to have herself fallen in love with another man. Of course, but after, after a while, I'm like, who is this other man? I need to know who it is. So I, I went and picked it up, and it said, and his name is Jesus. <laughs> We're happily married now for 35 years. Come on, somebody. Amen. But we've lost that ability to wait and to. In, in, in the silent moments, what do you do when God's not saying anything? And it's like those, the, those pages in the new, between the New Testament and the Old Testament. Okay. Again, we, we don't see it because so many of us are not using a paper Bible anymore. We're using a phone Bible and we don't always see spaces and places. But between your, your, your Old Testament and your New Testament... There are two blank pages, nothing written on it. But these two blank pages, we've got to remember, represent 400 years. 400 years of silence, 400 years where, I mean, it's not like nothing happened. I mean, life still goes on and maybe, maybe your life can feel like that. Life still goes on, but we forget about these, pl- these spaces. We forget about these places. In our lives, these represent 400 years. Think about it, 400 years that God said nothing, spoke nothing. So what do you do when God is silent? How do you live life in the gap? Well, I'll tell you. You trust in the Lord. As it says in Proverbs 3, verses 5 and 6. What do you do when God is seemingly silent? You trust in the Lord with all of your heart. And lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, you acknowledge Him. And as you do that, He will direct your path. And this is important, my friend, because you've got to understand this. Whatever you acknowledge will direct your path. And so if you're acknowledging fear, if you're acknowledging problems, if you're acknowledging, I want to tell you, whatever you acknowledge It will direct your path. I want to tell you, we've got to trust in the Lord. We've got to acknowledge Him in our situation. Come on, somebody. We've got to acknowledge Him in our circumstances that He might direct our path. So what do you do when God is silent? We trust in the Lord. Why? Because we understand that Thy Word is a lamp unto our feet and a light to our path. And again, we, we need to understand in those moments, in those in-between times, because a, again, it's Pentecostal sometimes, and I'm just... I mean, I'm a Pentecostal, I'm a Pentecostal big time. But sometimes we've got to remember, we, we, we live in this, again, in this instant world where we feel like God's got to be speaking to us every moment of the day and every... And so we don't know how to... Handle those times when God is seemingly not speaking anything, and, and, and it's almost like we live in this world. Like, I went to bed last night and, and He was there. He was, there. I'm waking up. This Are you there, God? Really, I, I know people who live like that. But again, we've got to learn to trust in what has already been revealed in His Word. Come on, somebody. We've got to learn to trust in the law with all of our. Heart, we've got to uh, again remember that thy word is a lamp unto thy feet and a light unto my path. And because of that, you get that you have to hide the word of God. You need to hide the word of God in your heart. Why? That you might not sin against him. I've hidden your word, your word, in my heart that I might not sin against you. Because again, his word has, has shown us, what well, it, 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 it has shown us, oh man, what is good. And what does the Lord require of you but to do justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God, We don't have to guess, we don't have to wonder, we don't have to go, well, I don't know what God... Is. No, we have to live according to that which God has already revealed in His Word. And we have to do that, listen, because life doesn't stop in the in-between moments. Life doesn't stop in the in-between moments of the chapters of your life. Life, But we must learn to walk, live, and learn in those spaces. So in the book of Esther, God is not only hidden. He's silent. He does not speak. He does not speak actually at all, not once. Throughout the entire story. But he was at work. He was at work. And all they could do was was trust his revealed word in the gap. Because they understood that the steps of a good man and a good woman... Are ordered by the Lord, and He delights in His way. And in that silence for Esther, the Book of Esther it goes actually over a uh, uh, pretty much over nearly a hundred years. But in that silence for Esther. She, through the encouragement of Mordecai, came to the realization that she had come to the kingdom for such a time as this. And I guess my encouragement to you in these crazy COVID times that we are living in, my encouragement to you is maybe you feel like you're in a in-between time. Maybe you feel like you're in a space where, I mean, you have good days, you have bad days, but maybe you feel like, man, God, where are you? But like Mordecai said to Esther, I want to say to you, maybe, just maybe, you're born for such a time as this. And so the question is, what story will you write on the blank pages of your life? What story will you write in the in-between spaces of your life? What, what will you put in those blank blank pages in your in-between moments? No matter whether they're short or whether they're long. What will your life write? I'm born such a time as this I had lunch a couple of weeks ago with a young campus pastor from a local church and company and he asked me what advice would you give a young pastor like me he's only a young fella are you most are young fellas now that I'm getting uh, getting older I do find that strange now just a little aside I go and get onto a plane now and go that guy's too young to be flying that plane come on or you go to the doctor and go can I see the doctor I am the doctor oh my goodness how can I? anybody else had that experience like you are too young to be so it's like what advice would you give me as a young pastor and I said this straight away I always say this to you it's just like default I said don't quit Don't quit. And my advice to you today, wherever this message finds you, I just want to say to you, don't quit when he's quiet. Don't quit when he's quiet. And you might say, well, man, it's tough. It's it's testing. It's like I, I... it 's tough when he doesn 't speak, but I, and, and I get that it's, it, it, it 's it's hard it 's difficult it 's interesting to me that and some of you will know this that in the Bible there are certain numbers being different different things, but when we, we, we hear the number forty or, or multiples of forty, we understand that that is the number of testing right there It rained for forty days and forty 40 nights, Jesus was in the wilderness for it's a number of t- testing that they, they, they were slaves in Egypt for 400, 400 years. 40 and multiples of it are, are the numbers of testing in the Bible. And so when we come to this, this space in the Bible a, a, and spaces in our lives, it can be a test. And you're going, Why God are you silent? Listen, you've got to remember the master, the teacher. Doesn't talk in the test. We have to walk through it. But don't quit when he's quiet. Because here's the thing if you'd hold on, on the next page, I want to remind you if you can hold on and not quit when he's quiet. On the next page, I want to tell you, your Savior's coming. As you turn the page, hope is coming. Come on. On the next page, your deliverance is coming. On the next page, your Redeemer is coming. On the next page, hope is coming. On the next next page, deliverance is coming. Freedom's coming. Your miracle's coming. So don't quit. when he's quiet because he may be hidden but he's always at work and as I close today maybe you're here and you're going I just need a new chapter I've got some blank stuff the I've, stuff I've, that's in my book I, I, I just need a new chapter I need I need to turn that page. Or maybe you're here today and you've just gone, man. God, I, I, I don't know what you're saying. I, I, I'm, it's been silent for so long. And just, again, I just want to remind you, that's not necessarily a bad thing. Understand God is in that place. Maybe He wants you to rest. Maybe He wants you to slow down. Maybe He wants you to take a moment to to reevaluate your your life. But whatever it is, know that you're not here by accident, you're not here by mistake. You're not born in this time and this year. By some sort of cosmic mistake. No. You're here on purpose. For a purpose. Born for such a time as this. Can we stand? Why not just put your hands out like this if you're comfortable? God, you know every heart in this place. You know our struggles. You know our pain. Father, well, we can even turn up on Sunday looking amazing, but be going, struggling with stuff. There'll be people all throughout this room. You're just right now wondering, God, where are you in this year? Where are you in this moment? Where are you in my situation, God? Where's that miracle? Where's the, the deliverance that I need. Uh, Lord, we come to you today and we trust you. We once again trust you with all of our heart and all of our soul and all of our mind and all of our strength. We'll trust and love you. Today as Lane Park Church, we, we want to say, we want to acknowledge you over every situation over every circumstance that you would direct our path. Because we understand your word is a lamp unto our feet and a light and to our path. And so we hide it in, on the inside of us that might not sin against you, that we might live a life for you, for your purpose. So God, as we, I know there'll be some here who feel like they're on the in-between time. It's like, Lord, help us to rest in those moments. Help us to trust in those moments. Help us to to not panic in those moments because we understand that you've got this. You've got this. And that we're here for such a time as this. And even though in moments it can seem like you're hidden or that you're silent, we know that you're going to work all things for good. Because we love you and are called according to your purpose. And so we rest in you today. wherever this message finds you. We rest in you today knowing as you used Esther and Mordecai in those spaces and places that you will use us in our spaces and places. Do that, we ask. Jesus name and everybody said amen can we give Jesus one big clap of praise God bless thank you so much